what's up, Rob? It's been a while what's, since we've done one of these, man. What's going on? Yeah, it's been a while. We said we're going to try to do it as often as possible, and uh, we all get busy. I know how it works. Yeah, well, I'd rather be busy than not busy. You know, at the end of the day, that's just, our job is to stay as humanly busy as possible. Exactly, right? and to help as many people as we can. That's it. Just change people's lives. It's simple. That's what we so, do. I usually don't like to talk about politics, Rob. I mean, we didn't just meet. You know that about me. But uh, these interest rates went up to pretty high just recently. Uh, do you have insight on that as our economist? Yeah. Well, hey, listen, I, you know, none of us have a crystal ball. And I always say that I always like to start with that. Uh, to start with the bad news, just out of the out of out of the uh, out of the gate here, just to kind of get that out of the way and talk a little bit about what's going on in the in the world and in the industry and why the interest rates are where they are. But today, for the first time in 25 years, the rates have hit 8%. Man, bad, bad news. It's been toy like it's been going up and down. It's been kind of playing with the 8% um, kind of max. And it's been below that. It's been between six and a half and seven and a half. And it goes back and forth for the last, I would say probably for the last uh, six months has been going up and down. But for the first time, it actually hit 8%. You can look that's, it up. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy news. Everybody is worried about it. We're all trying to figure out what's going on. How do we, where do we go from here? We thought we had hit the highest point possible, but nope, here we are. Nope. Now, that is the bad news. Let's talk a little bit about why that's the case. And maybe we can jump into some good news because I do have three good news I want to go over um, just to counter a little bit of, of the bad news on the race. <clears throat> um, it, it, we all know what's going on, right? We have a new war and uh, happening in the, um, um, with Israel and Palestine, we have that nobody expected out of the blue was not even in the cards for for none none of the politicians slash uh, world leaders right that just came completely out of the blue. We still have a war in, in the Ukraine. All those things are are funneling money out of this uh, of our economy. Um, we do have a cash rich economy. The jobs report of a week ago came back very strong. And the um, um, the inflation, man, that just doesn't die. It just doesn't die. It doesn't go. It, it has decelerated, which is good news, but it's not where the government wants it to be. OK, right. and I think that those are the, all those factors are impacting uh, the interest rates, uh, the Fed, the Federal Reserve. We call them. Um, um, affectionately as the Fed, but the Federal Reserve Bank is um, is trying to figure out what to do now, right? They've been increasing the rates for the last few months, for several months now, and the fastest increases in interest rates since, um, you know, that that we've seen actually in history of the Federal Reserve, like the fastest, like boom, 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 back to back, back to back, back to back. So they're very serious about managing uh, the economy and uh, and um, putting a stop at um, uh, on the in on the on the inflation, but it's not is not working as fast as they think it would. So um, they're towing the line between should we continue to increase or should we should we kind of wait a couple more months and see what happens? 
Um, there's a split. Some economists think that they're not going to increase the rates in the next meeting, which is November, sorry, October 31st, just at the end of this month, a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of weeks from now. And half of the other people think they might they might put some additional pressure and see what happens. So that's that's what's going on. That's the that's the stage. Well, yeah, that's bad news. I mean, eight percent yesterday. I thought uh, seven point nine was bad, and now uh, it's even worse today. So that's never fun. But bottom line is, man, people still need to buy homes. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be pulling back because they're going to listen to their uncle who went through 08. I mean, we've talked about the scenario before yeah. and they're going to get a bunch of not bad information, but you know, misinformation from an experience that somebody went through, which yeah. is, which is fine. Uh, but there's going to be a ton of buyers out there that still want to buy. I mean, it still sucks to rent from somebody else. I mean, oh. I, I know you're a landlord and it might be a touchy subject for you, but, uh, <laughs> You know, it's not fun to pay somebody else's mortgage. I mean, at the end of the day, 8% is 8%. At least it's not 14. Yeah. Hey, and listen, there's there's a place. There's a place for renting, right? There yeah. is definitely a place in time in, in a person's life to rent. Right. Um, it should, I, should, I always advocate um, for it to be as short time as possible, right? So yeah. it is, uh, you know, people are changing jobs. Um, they, they don't know if they're going to live in the area. Uh, they need some flexibility with school districts and stuff like that. There's always a reason to rent um, and it's justifiable in some cases. But as soon as you can stop renting, you should. Yeah. As soon as you're able to stop renting, you should. Because when you rent, you don't build equity. You're not building an asset. You're not building um, a retirement account, right? Because some people right. use that for retirement account. The, the amount of people who use the equity in their houses for retirement is absolutely incredible. It's extremely high. Right. So um, the so I always advocate for get rid of a rent as soon as you can. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's happening right now is affordability is impacted by not only by the interest rate, by the fact that the inventory is quite low on houses and most in many markets. So affordability, meaning being able to buy a house, it's it's pretty challenging for most especially right. for first-time home buyers. Now, um, that forces people to rent, right? Like some people just don't have the choice at this particular moment. Now, rates are not are not um, easing off either. In fact, they're going up. Why? Because it's harder to buy a house. Yeah. So because it's high, harder to buy a house, remember, we just came out of two years of government intervention for rentals. Right. So they froze in many states. Um, uh, increasing rates were frozen or capped. Um, we're out of that. Right. So l landlords are trying to make the money they lost during that time or gotcha. they 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 failed to um, to obtain. Right. So interest rates are, um, are high. But, you know, what's worse, how fast rents are going up there in some areas is 10 to 50 percent, 15 percent more than the last year. Right. Um, so if you're if you're paying rent and you're paying, let's say, fifteen hundred dollars a month, you know, why not buy a house that might be at two thousand twenty five hundred dollars a month? Yes, it's higher, but you're paying yourself. You're buying an asset. You're building equity. Um, right. And um, in some cases, in some market is even more straightforward. There's some markets where rents are in the two thousand to three thousand uh, dollar range. You know, I can think of Modesto. 
Sacramento area, right? <clears throat> um, and those those rents are pretty pretty high for that area, and you can buy a house for that you know same monthly payments. Right. You know, I know here in our area, Yuba City, uh, I look at rents, and I mean, we have some clients that are uh, paying like twenty five hundred a month, and yep, you know, I mean, average mortgage here is probably between 2500 and 3000 so why not try to make that sacrifice for a short amount of time to be able to have the affordability of 3000 a month or yeah. relocate i mean i know that uh there are areas around us that are significantly cheaper than yuba city itself absolutely and if you're flexible and you can look at different neighborhoods and you don't have to live in a specific area and uh, you can still have a, a you know a, a wonderful home for a price that makes sense. And remember, I always tell this to first-time home buyers: this is not your forever home. This is your first home. Okay, it is it is uh, baked into the equation that you're going to buy two or three more times in the future. Right. This is so that you can build equity, so that it's easier to buy that bigger home. Right? Nobody yeah. nobody starts buying the the multi-million-dollar home yeah. up in the hill. Uh, that, that we all dream of that doesn't happen from one day to the next. But the way it happens is the fastest and the soonest you can buy your first home, then you move up, then you move up, then you move up until you get to that house that you want. Yeah. Uh, it is possible. So um, can we talk about good news since we've been talking about yeah. bad? Um, so there's a few things that I want to highlight that are good news. First of all, the inventories um, in many markets is going up. I think as a result of two things. And when I say inventory for, for people who are listening or following, it, what it means is the number of houses that are up for sale in different markets, right? Um, and um, it's going up and it hasn't been going up as fast in, 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 in the last year because of two reasons. One is the sellers or the owners of homes are locked into very good interest rates between two and three and a half percent, right? So why sell and buy at eight at seven and a half percent? But, you know, some people have to sell anyway. Right. And uh, a combination of <clears throat> buyers holding off and more sellers coming into the market because they have to sell. They can't hold on anymore. Um, that is helping us see uh, an increase in, in uh, inventory. I, I, um, I have a couple of realtors in, in different areas and Stockton just comes to mind. An incredible number of new homes in the price point of three to three fifty are coming on uh, are coming to the inventory. And uh, if you are a pre-approved buyer, you have the ability to negotiate the terms because those people have to sell, right? So you can get a discounted value on the home, you know, meaning a lower price than what they're asking for, or credits, and in some cases, even both. Right. Um, so that is great news. It's great news for first-time home buyers. It's great news for those that, that are feeling on the fence because of the interest rates. I urge you to please look at the whole picture, not just the interest rate. That's just one component of the whole picture. Yeah. But look at what's available. Look at what your monthly payment is going to be. Look at what's what is the potential market a year or two from now, right? So being able to buy that house right now, it's an incredible opportunity. You might not be able to buy it a year from now because if the interest rates go down as everybody expects, then you're going to have double the number of buyers in the market. And the moment you have the double number of buyers in the market, you're not going to be do it, be able to get that discount or those closing cost credits. Right. 
Yeah, and I've noticed, uh, you know, in the deals that we've been doing lately, and we've been selling a lot of what we call wheel estate, right? Mobile homes and parks. But uh, negotiations have been wide open again. I mean, we're able to ask for, you know, five, ten thousand $10,000 seller's credit to go towards somebody's closing costs or go towards buying down a rate. Um, it's been kind of wonderful on the buyer's side. You know, uh, on the seller side, it can be kind of a hard pill to swallow, right? Like you have buyers that basically they're saying, I'm going to only pay this amount and, and good for them. They should, you know, if that's what they can afford and that's what the house is worth, because, you know, there's the whole thing with inflation, right? It goes into the housing market too. And when you have sellers that want to sell for, like way more than what a property's worth, you know, you, you could do that a couple years ago, a few years ago, but today I'm sorry about the bad news for, for sellers. You're going to have to give up some of that seller's credit. You're going to have to, yeah, give in and just sell your house and, and make it be a fair deal for everybody. Yep. 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 Um, so yeah, so that's, I, I think that's good news. If you're, able, so. if you're able to, to buy a house and afford it and commit, uh, to, for the next year or two to make that monthly payment, yeah. uh, here's the second good news. There is almost, almost a hundred percent agreement. And this is very rare, uh, <laughs> within, within the, um, economist community, right. That the interest rates are going to be down next year. Okay. And uh, there's always somebody I don't I can't say 100% because there's always somebody who's who thinks is going to be pushed out to 2025. Mm. But but 8% is crazy. And um, hopefully we don't have any new surprises. Uh, we don't have another war we have, you know, like, uh, hopefully, um, right. if that's the case, there's no way to go but down. So if you're able to buy a house today, do it. Why? Right. Because the high, there's the highest probability that the rates will go down next year at some point. Let's say worst case scenarios towards the end of a year, then you're committing to one year of making that monthly payment. And hopefully, as long as you maintain your job, as long as your credit score doesn't take a hit, um, you should be able as a buyer to refinance next year, be in a stronger position to um, to be able to lower that monthly payment. And hopefully, Assuming that the home values don't go down, which is um, uh, also looking very probable that the home values are going to hold and even increase in the next year, then you should be able to have some equity to be able to negotiate that that monthly payment and that interest rate. So how fast is going to go down? We don't know. Potentially it goes down to 6%. Um, many economists think that it's going to stabilize somewhere between 4 and 5, 4 and 5 and a half. That is a more normal range for the last 20 years. Um, and then once it goes down, then we're going to have an incredible number of people who are, are going to be in a position to either sell again, uh, inventory is going to go up or refinance and be able to lower that monthly payment. So making that purchase and that sacrifice today should be should be a very good investment because next year you either can sell, um, le leverage that equity that you gained and buy a bigger house or refinance and lower your monthly payment. Right. That is good news. Like really good news. And I, I like that I like that you stress like to research the the purchase, right? 
make sure that you can afford it. I never, ever want to sell a house to somebody and have them be house poor. You know, yes. like you should be able to pay your mortgage and still eat and still, you know, have some money for recreational things. And now recreational things might change, you know, yeah. instead of going out to eat every day, it might be a, I'm recreationally barbecuing in my backyard, you know, that type of yeah. thing. Hey, um, and, and hey, you can still you can still live humbly and live a very, very happy life. So yeah. think about it as a short term sacrifice. But yes, um, as mortgage uh, loan officers uh, and licensed officers, we can't issue a loan for more than certain percentage on the uh, what we call DTI debt to income. So mm -hmm. if I look at all your income. Um, you know, for an FHA loan, I can't go above 50, 55 percent. Right. So right. I can't use more than half of your income to be able to pay for debt and including your home debt. Right. right. For a conventional loan, I can't go above 47 percent most most typically. Right. Um, so uh, and for, you know, USDA and other kinds of loans is even lower. It's 43, 45, 40 um, percent. So we're not allowed. We're not even allowed. We cannot issue a pre-approval because we can't use all your income to buy a house and not be able to, you know, have money to spend on all the other things, you know, gas, right. car, loans, right. um, um, entertainment, um, you know, uh, food, et cetera. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Like it's it's um, I want to stress and make sure that you can afford and you can pay. You can make that commitment It's not it might not be easy commitment, but as long as it is a commitment that you feel comfortable, your job stable and you can make that payment for the next year or two, then go for it. Because the opportunity to buy a house right now is is not going to come back. Right. So you said there is three three components of good news. What else do you have for us today? Well, the, the third one is um, that the MBA, which is the Mortgage Bankers Association, has an, has predicted and they use very strong predicting predictive analytics um, that the uh, origination volume is going to uh, go up by 15 to 20 percent uh, in 2024. So what that means is they expect uh, that there is a lot of um, pent up demand for home buying that is just kind of there. And it just doesn't, it's like people who are like on the fence um, right. thinking about it. Right. And that's that, by the way, that does not include uh, refinances, which we all expect at some point when the rates go down, this is in terms of new purchase um, uh, mortgage applications. Uh, and, and, and it makes sense, right? So, uh, you know, the more we stay in this in this path of high interest rates, as soon as something goes down, there's going to be a lot of people on the fence that are going to be uh, ready to either sell their houses and be ready to buy up, which is going to increase the, the volume for mortgage applications. Um, and uh, likewise, first time home buyers who are on the fence because all they're here in the news is bad news, bad news, interest rates are high, right? Sure. So, uh, it, it, and, and by the way, this is like, I hate Yahoo fin Finance because they, uh, <laughs> they love, they're like a mix of, um, you know, very alarmist, uh, sensationalist type of news because that's how they get clicks, right? Yeah, so it's fear-driven media. If you look at all the news, and, and and that's not just Yahoo Finance, but every single mainstream media channel, it's all like, oh my gosh, you know, we're we're we're, we're all going to die of these interest rates are going to kill us. And it's like, yeah. 
it, it doesn't matter if it moves an inch. I mean, just just do a Google search right now, interest rates, right. mortgage interest rates, and it's all bad news. So that's why I wanted to balance it out with a little bit of, of good news. And um, what I'm also seeing, I'm going to give you a bonus, um, is there's a, a bonus good news here, which is I am seeing the government and um, even private bankers um, looking at ways of making it more affordable for home buyers. So yeah. last year we saw Biden's um, um, government uh, slash the PMI, which is the, the mortgage insurance for an FHA loan. And, and that helped dr uh, dramatically. And we're seeing more of that. We're starting to hear uh, Fannie Mae just uh, released, I think, a few weeks ago, uh, the down payment, the minimum down payment for a multi-home uh, was lowered from 15% to 5%. Please, somebody mm -hmm. check, fact check uh, that, that those numbers, because I, I, I think they're right. But somewhere around there, regardless, is a pretty significant good impact, making it more att attainable for somebody to buy a house. So um, it's good. It's good pressure and it's good things that is forcing all these institutions kind of to look at how do we how do we balance it out? How do we help people? Right. That is good news, man. I uh, have a lot of people that keep asking me and I feel like I constantly have to ask you about first time homebuyer programs and stuff like that. Uh, is there any down payment assistance coming back or are we? People there is actually. Really really, really safe. We do have a couple of new programs. Um, I, so I only, I always add a little bit of um, caveat to this. Um, first time home buyer programs, if you look on, uh, you know, advertising wise, that's a very, um, very common ad that you see online, you know, buy with 0% down. It is doable. Uh, and it is, there are, there are uh, opportunities and possibilities in California, we have College FA, which uh, provides a down payment assistance program that is currently available. And uh, there's a couple of other organizations that are also uh, doing so. So we can work with any of them. And, um, you know, at, at SnapFi, we, we, we try to provide as many programs as possible to our customers. So we have options. Um, it is more expensive because you're not bringing any money down. So your pain is not, it's not a, it's not free money. It's not a gift, right? It's, it's a second loan that you're getting to pay to provide that down payment assistance. Right. Now the terms are very, very um, uh, favorable. You don't have to pay them immediately. Sometimes you don't pay interest rate for any interest for the first few uh, years. And, um, and it, there is some benefits to it, but you still have a loan that you're paying. Right. So there are options um, always, consult with a um, reputable mortgage advisor and a mortgage company like us advertising <laughs> and uh, just make sure that they look at all the options and, um, and, and kind of slice and dice in so many different ways. That's what a mortgage advisor, a reputable mortgage advisor should do. They should not be a salesperson. Right. Um, don't go to any, anybody who sounds on the phone that they're trying to sell you, trying to get your social security number to run your credit, run away as fast as you can. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's how I, that's how I, uh, train our loan officers. Like don't be a right. salesperson, be an advisor. So, yeah, absolutely. That's what we are. Well, man, I appreciate your time today. Oh my gosh, 24 minutes. I thought you said uh, we're going to try to keep it at 10. <laughs> well, it happens almost every time. So uh, I'm going to close it out and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great to see you. Thanks for having see me. You. Bye.